Longhorns Unfiltered coming to you live from a lo- on a lovely Saturday evening. Texas is back on the winning track. 27-16 win over Baylor. Uh, Danny Davis, the Austin American Statesman, joined by Cedric Golden. Brian Davis, they're at the stadium. Me and Kirk Bowles are at home. We'll start with the guys at the stadium. Uh, overall reaction to what happened tonight and Texas finally back on its winning back to its winning ways. Back to its winning ways. Back to reality. No, I'm kidding. Who, who am I kidding? Look, Baylor hasn't played in three weeks. We don't really know how good they are or aren't. I think it was very fortunate that Texas caught them at, at this time because I really think that a Baylor team that was fully loaded, had been fully practicing, I think would have given them a, a much, much tougher test. Um, so they're lucky in that sense. So we'll find out next week when this group goes to Oklahoma State. We take this circus to Stillwater. Who really knows uh, what's going to happen there? But to me, to me, I think, uh, and said can speak to this too, I think the big thing is that uh, tonight turns down the volume a little bit on the chaos factor that's going on around here. The players stood on the field for the eyes. Not every one of them had their horns up, but they weren't out there shooting the double bird. It's, I think that's, you know, that's, that's good progress out there considering what everybody else thinks. So now uh, the fans can chill. Herman can chill and, um, you know, but we'll see, you know, we could crank it all up again next week if, if they lose badly and sore. I'll tell you who's not chilling is Chris Ash, who just held the Baylor Bears at 316 yards of offense and 64 yards rushing. That's three yards a pop. Now that's some rugby tackling right there, guys. Finally, a, a complete performance uh, even though Baylor's definitely under-practiced and over-COVIDed, uh, I, I suspect they've been getting lots of tests. Um, but the, to put it on film, to put it out there on the field, to have a great performance, what Juju Mitchell with 12 tackles, two behind the line of scrimmage. So it was a really good game for them. They're going to need to bring that A game in Stillwater against the mullet, undefeated mullet with Chuba Hubbard running for 140 against Iowa State. Kirk, from your, from your vantage point, um, from the Bulls estate, what did you <laughs> see tonight? Uh, what, did you, what did you think of what you saw from the Longhorns who desperately needed a win tonight? Well, I liked what I saw. I think Brian was correct. This is a beta program that didn't practice for two weeks, and they just started back up last Sunday, and they were missing two starters in the offensive line which uh, really, you know, hurt their chances too. But, you know, they did everything well. I mean, they held them to three points for three quarters. They had a lot of nice stands. They were dedicated to the running game more and got some production out of that. And they always get production out of Sam. Um, You know, saw a missed punt, you know, here or there, but we're kind of used to that. Saw less or fewer penalties. So they did what they had to do. And I think it does restore their confidence level, you know, before going into what will now be the game of the year. Let me ask you guys this. Um, Brian, you wrote about this in your B column on Friday, but this was just one of those weeks that was kind of just hard to describe as far as the non-football craziness that went down. And so maybe the players don't care that Bebo got sued. Maybe the players aren't paying attention to – the Urban Meyer rumors or what's uh, happening with their head coach. Um, you know, obviously they have an opinion on the eyes of Texas, but maybe they're not listening to all the comments and all that stuff that's, that's going on. Maybe they're not paying attention to the airplanes flying above the stadium saying 
they stand with Sam or whatever that nonsense was today before, before the game. But these players come here to play. So were you guys surprised at all by how they played and how they were able to – I mean, the offense wasn't great, but it was, it was good enough. Were you surprised that they were able to put together what was maybe their most complete performance of the season, offense, defense, and ignore that one punt, um, you know, special teams as well? No, I, I definitely agree with that. I definitely agree that this was a that this was a sort of a complete performance. Could you nitpick it? Yeah, but still, overall though, um, defense played great. Offense came alive there after the slow first quarter. Look, I mean, to me, to me, this was about to me today was it was not about X's and O's. It was not about this this play versus that scheme or anything like that. To me, today was effort. You know, Tom Herman, you've had two weeks. And there's a lot of craziness going on. Can you get your team focused? Can you get them to prepare for the task at hand? And clear. And today the answer was yes. So there's no doubt about that. You know, I know people are divided on whether they think Tom is, is the right man for the long term. But for the, for the here and now, one game at a time, uh, Texas came out ready to go today. And, and they put away a Baylor team that they should have put away very easily, I think, right? Um, so what does that mean going forward? I don't really know. Um, but, you know, this thing, you have to start with baby steps. And to me, and I, and I put this in my story for tomorrow, I mean, as, as Tom Herman's teams go, this was a blowout. You know, an 11-point win over a, when they're supposed to win by 10, that qualifies as a blowout for this program in the here they and covered. And they covered, yeah. Good teams win, great teams cover. So, um so yeah, I mean, I, I I just I just can't say enough about how I hope everybody just takes a chill pill for a little bit. You know, winning winning cures all, um, and they just need to do more of it. You know, and yeah. I've been say, I've been saying that. Sorry, Kirk, that sure. they just that these little things like the eyes of Texas, these are the kind of things people talk about when you're not winning football games. Little bitty stories become big stories because. Fan bases get frustrated. And so what we saw today was them beat a team they should have beaten uh, by double digits. And, and you, you saw effort on defense. You saw Joseph Osai get hurt and come back. Uh, fans are excited. You, you're just seeing the kind of play that we expected to see on a more consistent basis. The question is, is it because it was a lesser opponent they still haven't beaten a team that they're supposed to beat. I mean, they still haven't beaten a team that's supposed to beat them. They will be a touchdown underdog minimum at Oklahoma State next week. We'll know more about this team this time uh, on next Saturday, uh, 3 o'clock start, because Oklahoma State's going to come after them. And that, that rivalry has been wild. And the Horns have gotten the short end of that stick lately, one and four in the last five meetings. Yeah, I don't think I, – I really wasn't surprised at all today. You know, I'm sure all four of us get asked by friends and strangers, like, well, is this team quitting on Tom? And, and I don't see that. Just like you said, Cedric, Joseph Asai comes back, and maybe that was because Bader drew a little bit closer there. But uh, – yeah, I don't see a team throwing in the towel. And and as far as Oklahoma State next week, it's there's not gonna be this huge talent gap. You know, we're not talking about, you know, Rice playing Ohio State or somebody like that. It's gonna be about coaching and execution and where are their minds and 
where is their preparation? Because we do know this is a very good practice team. You know, I think we have been told that enough. So maybe they're going to translate that. Uh, they, just, they just did, dog. They just that, did. Dog. Maybe they'll do it again. And hey, listen, listen. Oklahoma State better be damn glad these games are on, on Sundays. <laughs> I'm sure they are. I'm telling you. I'm sure they are. You know, the other thing, too, how about Jared Wiley? Deep threat. I mean, like I said, it's not a talent thing. They've got weapons here, don't they? Bijan looked good. Uh, Keontae looked good. It was nice to see Brennan Eagles have a, a really nice game. And you mentioned uh, Mitchell. You know, he looked good. I would like to see him hold on to an interception or two since they had three in their hands. Well, then yeah. if they did that, they'd be on offense. I don't, I, don't, I don't think any of these guys are going to be winning a conference player of the week award when those come out on Monday. But it was just one of those things. A lot of people contributed. Keontae, 16 carries, did not fumble. Bijan Robinson got the start, got 12 carries out of it. Uh, Tariq Black, 72-yard catch, kind of got caught from behind, which got a little grief from some of his teammates. Joshua Moore, beautiful, beautiful 40-some-yard reception that set up his own touchdown catch. So just down the board, Juwan Mitchell, like you mentioned, on defense said, just a lot of guys contribute, contributing. This was just good. Sam rushed for two touchdowns. I think everyone can kind of pat themselves on the back as they go out to celebrate responsibly tonight. And this was just one of those wins. Texas needed this win. Everyone chipped in. And you can kind of just uh, wipe your hands a bit on Sunday when you return for film and get ready for Oklahoma State, in my opinion. But did anyone stand out to any of you guys that didn't get mentioned? Yeah, Derek Kerstetter needs to quit committing personal fouls. Somebody needs to grab him when, when they hear the whistle. Everybody needs to look for Derek Kirsten. He needs, needs to get his hearing tested. That's 30 yards. A center should never cost his team 30 yards yeah. in two games. Inexcusable. He got a coach blown up over there. He did. I mean, he got he did. blown up. It's like a form, form tackle. <laughs> exactly. So D- Derek's got to gotta, gotta ratchet that down a little bit when the play is over. So. Uh, they kept basically – Sam stayed pretty clean, ran for 50 yards. He was in what Brian Davis called – he did visit the Peekaboo Palace a couple of times and uh, said he took a calf and elbow to, uh, helmet to the calf, but seems minor. But uh, they got they, they, they got to keep him clean and keep him upright. But uh, overall, like Danny said, it wasn't one of those games where you look at it and one guy just flashed. No, it was a team deal, and they need more of those. I want to I want to uh, dote on uh, the defensive line for a little bit because I've, I've been I've been very critical about that group's production as a whole, and I and I thought that uh, s- slowly but surely I'm hearing more names called out. I'm hearing more Moro Ojimo's name called. I'm hearing Alfred Collins's name called more. Um, Tavondre Sweat also gets in there a little bit. Well, TQ. Uh, TQ, had, TQ had a big sack today. I mean, look, I, mean, I, I think it's fair to say that none of these guys are all-stars yet, but, but they're showing up more. And, and that, that's, a, that's a huge step in the right direction, in my estimation, that it's not just Joe Osai. They got other guys who are, who are starting to kind of figure some things out. I just know I don't want to see a jet sweep again for a couple of days. These wide receiver reverses. I mean, boy, that's the play du jour in college football now. It seemed like the two teams ran about 20 times collectively. Texas blew blew those up. Texas did a good job against those. Yeah, they did. They did. You know, before we get out of here, since, you know, we're only, you know, 
an hour or so away for, from Waco. What do we think of our friends from uh, friends from Baylor? Obviously, this was a three three weeks you know, stretch where they weren't playing football. They looked rusty at times. There was also some questionable decisions. I've never seen someone punt from the thirty, but then when you miss a field goal from the twenty-five, maybe that's a wise decision. Uh, so, there's overall impressions on this Baylor team, and can they make a late run with Charlie Brewer, or is this kind of just going to be a lot lost season for the Bears? It's going to be all about how how they keep him clean. Uh, Dave Aranda, I really like Dave, but yeah, you you got to take that field goal. Uh, on fourth down, 47-yard field goal. And the Baylor Riders said that guy can reach it from 47. Worse yet is on fourth and inches, you try to draw them off sides, and then you blow a timeout. You don't blow timeouts for five yards, especially when you're already at the 40-yard line. So uh, I think he was a little rusty, too, in his head coaching debut. So I think they'll be okay. I mean, they're, they're a middle-of-the-road team. Uh, they're better than Kansas. Um, but, you know, the, the Big 12 is up for grabs. I, I don't still don't put Texas in that mix just yet. I got Iowa State and, and OU and Oklahoma State ahead of them. But I think Baylor Baylor's definitely better than Kansas. And uh, will be that'll be an interesting game against Texas Tech as well. Yeah, I thought going for the punt uh, from the Texas 30 was unacceptable. I mean – just go for it. You know, what do you lose? Throw it in the end zone. Anything. Yeah. Ten yards of a field position? I'm sorry. I do like Squirrel Williams because uh, he's on the all-nickname team, uh, the Baylor running back. And, uh, you know, they didn't have a play longer than 21 yards. Didn't ever run longer than 11 yards. So, you know, they've got some talent. But, uh, you know, they lost so many people on defense. And then their offensive line has just kind of been a mess. And so I think Brian was right when he said they, they're playing them at the perfect time because, you know, I could see Baylor, you know, knocking somebody off, you know, the last couple games of the season. So they could really be a spoiler, I think. We'll have plenty of time to talk over the next week or so about this Oklahoma State game. Um, but before we get out of here, plain and simple, next week Texas goes to Stillwater – is this their most important game of the season at this point? Is this one of those games where if they can win next week, they're back in it, life's a party that down here in Austin, everything, everything's fine. Is it also one of those games where if they go out and get blown out, light it all on fire and let's just get ready for 2021? Daniel, Saturday is the Big 12 championship game in Stillwater. Texas is playing for a conference title next week. If they win, if they win, if they win – <laughs> then, then they're in that mix because they still got Iowa State. I know, they're they, are, they are in the mix if they win. If, they're sure. don't, if they lose the game, then any chance of a Big 12 title goes out the door. But they're they are good. in there if they get a win. Yeah, the whole rest of the league's got to be rooting for Texas next week, except for Bob Bowlesby, who wants you know, Oklahoma State to run the table. But, uh, <laughs> but, but you're right, Sid. Everything is on the table for Texas because, you know, if you drop your third conference game and still have four left, it's a wrap. Play, you know, you're playing for the Cheez-It Bowl or Cactus Bowl or something like that. So, uh, but, yeah, it's quit – try, Quit trying to sneak – quit trying to sneak out of the state. You know where we're going to be if they lose. We're going to be at the Alamo or at the Texas or at the hey. – they better go eight and two at the Alamo Bowl. They better be eight and two if they're going to San Antonio again. They so, are, and they are. They're I don't know, BD. What do you think? 
Well, no, I think you guys are. I think all three of y'all are dead dead on it. I mean, you win, you win in Stillwater, you're in the mix, okay, right. and you you lose, you're out. And at this point, at this point, I don't know that any anybody uh, really at this point, I don't know that anybody in this league should maybe be talking about you know Big Twelve champs or we're going to be Big Twelve champs. I mean, I think right now it's going to be just a super hard grind just to get to that game. For, for whatever two teams make it, because I really do think the way the league is shaking out, I really do think that everyone's going to beat up on each other pretty badly um, as, as this thing goes along. So, so it's not going to shock me if two, minimum two lost teams uh, make it to Arlington. Um, Texas can still be one of those, no, no doubt about it, but, but their, their margin for errors is a lot smaller right now than, than maybe some others. Okay, that's going to do it for us. Texas is a 27-16 win over Baylor. As we just mentioned, Oklahoma State's up next. Next week, it's at Stillwater, 3 o'clock kickoff. Um, we'll be – Brian will be there. We'll be there to wrap it up afterwards and break it down. So, hope to hear you guys – or hope you guys tune in next week. For Brian Davis, Cedric Golden, Kirk Bowles, I'm Danny Davis. Thanks for tuning in.